These are the Keishi Tapes. You Man and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Hey, everybody, we're back, and it's time for episode 22 of the Keishi Tapes. I'm John Eulett. You can follow me on Twitter, at Morning Rock Show, and on Instagram, Johnny Hewlett, and there he is. I am Favaz. Hi, everybody. Uh, Instagram, Casey Guy. Twitter, Casey Guy. Facebook, Casey 95 Favaz. I had to think a minute. Because <laughs> it's, you know, it's a pain in the ass to change it on Facebook. And that's where I started. And today we do another one of Favaz's classic interviews, this time with... James Hetfield of Metallica. Big one. Yeah. For well, sure. Wow. Now, when did this happen? This happened uh, in October of 2008. The band was uh, playing uh, Enterprise Center coming up in the round. And I think they did this uh, to sell some tickets because it, it, it did not sell out. Um, hard to believe. Yeah, hard to believe. Because then they come here, what, uh, 2016 or 17 or whatever, and they and they sell out practically Bush Stadium. Bush Stadium. They did sell it out. I thought, well, yeah, they were close. And I took my son to that one. And what a show that was. But this show, <sighs> after the interview, was uh, one of the, I kind of lost respect for Metallica because they did a, a medley of songs, or they they cut short for whom the bell tolls, oh, and I was like, "Oh my God, you're kidding!" God, they're turning into Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you go to a Chicago concert, and they uh, their four minute songs all become two minuteers. Yeah, and so I don't think they did that at Bush Stadium, but I remember them doing it there. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I interviewed James on the phone. I have interviewed uh, Jason Newstead before when he was in the band; he was super cool. I interviewed Kirk a couple times in person, uh, the guitar player, but I've yeah. never met Lars, and I've never met James and this is the only time I had any contact with James Hetfield was with this interview on the phone yeah for me in the band uh, Robert Trujillo I interviewed him yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's right that's it um, okay well th- so um, this was to promote the concert coming up it was and uh, the interview itself is 15 minutes and 55 seconds Which so means this is the kind of a podcast long... will be about 35 <laughs> yeah 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 but this is kind of a longer interview. yeah it's a good interview he's super cool uh, and just listen back to the very beginning of it I was like he just sounds like, uh, you know, we get, we get lucky with these interviews. Yeah. He just sounds like a dude. And I remember him doing an interview with uh, my former partner show on KC95 member Smash mm-hmm. back in, I think it was 91, and he was just as nice as could be. Cool. And yeah, this he, he's... Uh, he, he gets the business. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's one of the smart guys out there, so yeah. here we go. All right. Hello? Hey, this is James Hetfield calling. Hey, James, it's Guy from Casey. How are you? All right, doing well, man. All right, you ready? <clears throat> yeah, am I talking with you? Yeah, yeah. Right on. Yeah, we'll record it right now. Real Rock Radio, KC95. With me on the phone is the lead vocalist, guitar player from Metallica, James Hetfield. Hi, James. Welcome back to the radio of KC in St. Louis. Thank you much, man. Good uh, to be here. Yeah, November 17th at Scott Trade. Uh, Metallica will blow stuff up, be loud, and in the round again. Uh, James, personally, I was really glad to hear you guys were sticking with the round uh, kind of atmosphere. That that must be kind of fun. It's it's impossible to go back to regular. <laughs> Once you go in the round, <laughs> tough to go back, man. Is it uh, is it kind of crazy though at times? I mean, because you know you're moving all around, working at you know, you know, singing into different microphones and stuff. I mean, technically, does I mean, do they always work all the time? <laughs> uh, and if they don't, uh, it's usually. I've I've forgotten some lyrics and uh, I <laughs> and I pretend it's not working. 
So you remember in the Grammys, yeah, when they played with Metallica, the microphone didn't work, and he got really pissed. Yeah, he was singing with uh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, Lady it? Gaga. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he kicked that thing over, and he uh, sure boy, did. I, I would not have wanted to be the uh, mic tech after no, the show. No, no, yeah. and in fact, when he was at Bush Stadium, uh, something went wrong uh, there also. I can't remember if it was guitar or not, but he, you could tell. I mean, he kept his cool on the outside, you know, and what he yeah. was saying, but you could just tell he was pissed off. Well, remember that night it rained; it was raining constantly. Yeah. Remember, and they and they had to delay the start of yes, the concert, they and they were setting up because they the, had to build a thing over Lars. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, it was so just kind of maybe yeah. the rain had something to do with it. I don't know. I never heard. All right, back to the interview. No, their our crew is pretty good. We've had the same crew, and actually. Uh, in Arizona, one of the first gigs, we celebrated, three of the guys celebrated 20 years of being with us. Wow. And they showed, you know, we they got these big Metallica rings, you know, that got a ruby <laughs> oh, in the man. middle. See? I'd like to have one of those. Yeah, that's nice. Damn. This was 2008, so this this thing's 10 years old. Almost 11, so, yeah. yeah I mean, so he, the guys he's referring to in 20 years is now 30 yeah, years, right? Yeah, how about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Find the blood brother or blood they've spilt on the road. We've got about... Uh, six guys that have been with us for like 20 years. So. That, that's, that says a lot, man, don't you think? They know what they're doing. Yeah, right on. <laughs> All right, so uh, Death Magnetic comes out. James, I mean, so much is always written and talked about Metallica Records. It, it's it's, it's you know, overmodulated. It's distorted. It's this, it's that. When you, when you personally, when, when a rec, personally, when a record comes out, are you just glad the damn thing is over and done with? There is a feeling of that, yes. <laughs> you know, two years of, 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 you know, work on something from a, a riff you've come up with in Casper, Wyoming, to it actually coming out uh, in whatever form it may be, Guitar Hero or uh, actual <laughs> CD that someone might buy, amazingly enough. Right. Um, you know, from that, that whole experience, it is a labor of love. And when it, when it finally comes out, I can stand back and say, man, I'm really proud of this. Right on. And then someone will talk smack about it. <laughs> and then you go, you know, hey. that always happens, man. Yeah. I feel bad always. for these guys sometimes because, you know, like he says, labor of love, and you put it out there and people crap on it. It's, uh, well, you know, it's got to be tough. They've got to be used to it, too, because it started in 91 with yeah. the black record. You know, they yeah. pissed off all of the old fans that yeah. love the Metallica, the metal, and then they went into the mainstream and it started back then. Yeah. So. And it worked. And it totally worked. I mean, Sorry, it, it's did. made them superstars because yep. it's good they're the led zeppelin of their generation of yeah it they, could they be. are yeah they are hey they head up to you man you know <laughs> we did our best here you go all right so how uh how is your game on guitar hero james are you good on that thing i'm horrible man are you i just think i'd rather play the drum thing the oh, drum oh, part rock, oh yeah right Really? You know, uh, well, <laughs> Guitar Hero's got the the whole kit. You need to get the whole band now, right? Cool. Right. Um, but you know, for a, for a guitar player, it's 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 probably not as fun to play as a real guitar. I must say. Well, you, I had te- I had Ted Nugent in here last year, and we had Guitar Hero set up, and he had never played it. And James, one of my proudest pictures I have is me trying to teach Ted Nugent how to play guitar. Hero. Oh wow, that's cool! Really, that <laughs> yeah, happened? That, yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I remember he didn't want to play, yeah. and he didn't know how to play, and I was trying to teach him. And uh, somebody took a picture of me, oh, you know, darn. trying to teach Ted Nugent how you, to play. You didn't remember that when we did Ted no, Nugent last week? I yeah. did. It's but funny I, how these things will jog the yeah, memory, man. But I was about to say here that, yeah, I had Ted Nugent on and we tried Guitar Hero. But here in the interview, I said it. So yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's funny. We're doing these things and we're listening to these interviews and, and 
I, my mind, maybe it's my senility. I want to ask a question, you know, <laughs> right, it's like right, right, or right. do a follow up for you or something. It's I, fun. And, and, you know, the other thing about these interviews, we don't like to listen to them beforehand. At yeah. least, you know, we don't because we like to be surprised right. and, and have a natural reaction. And so I have no idea what's coming up in this interview yeah. with James. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I bet that was a humbling moment for him, which he he doesn't have too many of. No, no, he doesn't, not at all. We're talking to James Hetfield of Metallica and the 17th of November. You know, James, when you play that night, one of your buddies is going to be in town, a mutual friend of ours, Sammy Hagar. Hey, sweet. Yeah, Sammy uh, plays uh, the following two nights, and you know, may see us there. Very nice. You know, he's a he's a great guy. You know. Yeah, and we've known him since. uh, Well, obviously, the Monsters of Rock when we toured and uh, with them. and uh, yeah, it was Van Van Halen, Scorpions, Dawkins, Wow, Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> what a bill! Yeah, well, you know Don Dawkins still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's still, still out there and playing. There a couple and... Dawkins songs that I liked. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. James, I um, you're one of these guys that has been interviewed a million times, and I went on the air yesterday, you know, uh, imploring my listeners to give me questions because I really don't want to ask you the same old questions that you get all the time. All right. All right. So good. I had fans give me some questions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rip them off here to you. Uh, somebody wanted to know: Do you remember the first time that you played St. Louis? <laughs> he says he says it was at a place called Reflections, which I actually remember. And on the bill, besides Metallica, was Wasp and Armored Saint. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. Yeah, that was a Ride the Lightning tour '84, probably '84 mm-hmm. or '85. Uh, I don't remember that particular <laughs> gig. If I if I said I did, I'd be lying. I mean, Fair enough. I w- wouldn't expect you to. Right. Um, <clears throat> of course, I, I think out of all of the questions I got, James, people want to know, um, <clears throat> how is it with Dave Mustaine these days, and would you ever consider a Megadeth Metallica Ooh. tour? Okay, stop Ooh. right there. So remember now, for those yeah. of you that don't know, Dave Mustaine was in Metallica back in the day, right? and he was kicked out of the band. And then uh, some words were exchanged over the years and stuff like that. It was so drugs and alcohol. Use, yeah, right? he was yeah. he was a heavy user. So um, you know, over the years they they went back and forth. And now I ask this question right. to, to James. Uh, I don't know how it is with him these days. I'm not sure what uh, part of the roller coaster <laughs> he's ready. To, he is so uncomfortable right now. No, I think he, 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 I remember this answer. Go ahead. Yeah, legitimate question. Yeah. yeah. yeah is on uh, you know he's not he's not sure of the roller coaster you know, my 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 roller coaster is going pretty good right right <laughs> uh it um we have we have done we have done shows with megadeth before and they've been perfectly fine i mean there's no reason for them not to be we're both uh you know in love with playing we're both in love with heavy music and um you know i don't see why you know there's no reason for it to happen or to not happen. Okay. So, that was extremely okay. diplomatic on your part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So somebody wanted to know, uh, it's hunting season here, you know, in Missouri and stuff. Have you been able to hunt at all lately? And have you ever hunted with Ted Nugent? Wow. Uh, I have not been hunting with Ted Nugent. I don't know if I'd ever get a shot in. So <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's good. <laughs> He'd be up there. He'd have the thing field dressed before I, you know, I woke up. I think uh, the guy, the guy Ted, is amazing. He's an amazing guy, amazing character, and uh, I love that guy. Um, 
as far as me getting in any hunting time, I have not had time. It's somewhat fallen down the list, uh, sure. my priority list, right. you know, band, family, things that are going on uh, around those two things have really taken over. Okay. Um, I thought this was a really interesting question. I never thought of this. What do you think Cliff Burton would have thought um, when you guys made the Black Album and went into kind of a different direction? What, do you, have you ever thought, wow, what, what would Cliff think of what we did then and what you're doing now? You want to explain Cliff, Cliff yeah, Burton Cliff for people Burton, who might not know? Sure. Cliff Burton was the bass player, original bass player, and he was killed in a bus accident in Europe. Uh, I don't remember the year. Obviously, it was uh, well. It was before Injustice for All, yeah. Uh, because uh, Jason Newstead was in the band by then, so it was probably '86 or '87. And uh, to this day, people still love Cliff Burton, and and yeah. and the guys in the band still talk about him, Lars and James, and that's why I asked that. And wasn't it he was not sleeping in his usual bunk that night I or don't something, remember. and he ended up being un- caught underneath the bus, and the I, bus landed on him. Yeah, I, something like something that. Something like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Every time we. Every time we write something, uh, there's a, there's something in the back of my head that says, it's, and it's mostly, wow, Cliff would really like this. It's ah. it's it's you. It's never really, wow, Cliff would hate this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's stop. You know, because it is us. I mean, Cliff is is not here. He he's alive in us, but he's alive in us in the parts that we feel he would love. You know. Uh-huh. Um, so. I don't know if that answers it. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, somebody wanted you to name a musician who you really like that we wouldn't expect you to name. Ooh, good Ooh. question. <sighs> He's not going to have an answer, is he? <laughs> I don't remember. Musician? Or maybe even a singer or somebody like that. Somebody that, you know, like Neil Diamond or something like that, you know, I mean... <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you know, Johnny Cash is not that far of a stretch. No. Um, somebody that I really like, well, I mean, there's there's no secret that I really like Tom Waits, and I don't even know if there's people out there that know who he is. I, but, think, I think most should. Yeah, he's, he's pretty out there. <laughs> um, but no, there's nothing extremely Madonna. Madonna. You know, Tom Waits kind of makes uh, sense too because uh, Tom Waits has that gravelly mm-hmm. voice, kind of a growl to it, and that's what it's uh, kind of how he sounds yeah, too. He does. You know? mm-hmm. uh, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, there's nothing that embarrassing. I mean, you know, dude, we we just we made this, you know, some kind of monster movie. Nothing can embarrass us. Now, True, you know? <laughs> dude. I didn't even think about that. You're right. right. Explain that. For okay, this, have you ever seen the Some Kind of Monster? No movie. So this was the movie that they made during the recording of a record, I think, and they were all seeing psychiatrists, uh, you know, to to get over band issues, to get over personal issues with each other. Uh, they talk about everything that this is what's pissing me off about you, and and I mean they were totally open, and it, you you got to see a, a side of Metallica that you yeah. never ever saw before. Oh, but on our, you know, on my on my iPod, there's there's tons of variety, you know. Um, you know, from uh, from Venom to uh, uh, you know Miley Cyrus. So <laughs> I do have two young girls. You know, of course. I like Miley. All right. Yeah, I like yeah. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. Always have. Yeah, who she else? She can sing, man. She can sing. You cannot deny that she can sing. Total singer. Yeah. Rihanna can sing. Her Rihanna can sing. Yes, you know? love and, her too. And I know they're not in our format and stuff like that. No. And I don't go around listening to their music or, or you know searching out their music. But when I hear them sing, oh my God. total respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love. And love so them. conversely, somebody uh, said everybody's got a gay song that they just absolutely love. Um, meaning, you know, 
it's either real mellow, schmellow, or or something like the guy. I think the example the guy used was, I really like the Flame by Cheap Trick, and he goes, you know, it's a kind of a mellow love song or whatever. What what song? What gay song do you? <laughs> <laughs> what gay song do I like? Um, and I mean that with all the respect in the world. <laughs> no, I, I I get you. You know. Uh, let's see. I would say. Uh, <laughs> uh, girl, you'll be a woman soon. That uh, I, I, that is a really good song. That's really that's from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> not as gay as you probably want, but, right? You know. <laughs> right. I was. I think people were hoping for some kind of whacked out, maybe air supply tune that you like or something that you dance or, to. Uh, uh, like a firehouse. Song yeah. Or, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, REO speed. No, they're not that gay. No, 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 no. But you're talking like gay. Like well, you're, you, you know you're what I mean? Like, right? Yeah, nothing. It has nothing to do with being homosexual or anything. Like, you know what I mean? I got, so, I got you. I got you. So, all right. Well, hey, look, I stumped you on that one, I guess. Um, so, and uh, everything good with you and Lars these days? Like, do you guys converse much when you're out on the road? I mean, do you do you literally not see each other all day? Don't talk all day, and then you see each other at the gig? No, we um, we it it really does depend. Uh, when we're out on the road, sometimes I like staying in the city. He wants to go back home or vice versa. And, uh, but there's no doubt that when we're at the gig, we hook up and we're going through the set list together. We're, we're discussing last shows. We're talking about how things are going on. It's, it's great. It's, it's really good. And, uh, no doubt when we just about to hit the stage, we're in the tuning room shaking the rust off and you know kind of getting in, in each other's heads making sure everything's good right on and uh you know communication is certainly king out there and yes any of the bands that want to survive uh more than 20 years they need to realize that that communication is very important amazing that that he said that because you know they were together yeah. when they were young and now even today in 2019 they're still together they played i think wichita last night mm-hmm. and i think from that some kind of monster thing from seeing those uh, those psychs and everything they they realize that they have to communicate mm-hmm. with one another and and yeah. that's partly the reason that uh, metallica is still together man when you're talking about the creativity that has to go into what these people are accomplishing it's got to be difficult to to compromise because you think something so so vehemently is is the right way to go and there's so much at stake right at this level Everybody of stands that, their ground yes you know, i mean it's got to be one of the more difficult things to be in a band like this this long and and still find ways to communicate and get along with each other i think they've learned how to compromise yeah i really do yeah it's got to be tough yeah um have you had a chance to hear the new guns and roses no, I've heard that question a lot. <laughs> I, I would just, I would have loved your opinion because uh, while well, we're playing the title track Chinese Democracy, and it's, I mean, it's definitely different. I mean, it's, and what, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I think it's mediocre, to tell you the truth. I, I, I think I said on the air for the first time. I'm like, you know, it's okay, but it's also a, a, like a very forgettable song. And me. it has kind of become that, yeah, hasn't it, it has. Yes. Um, well, you know, it's it's very dangerous to have your uh, have you know. The, the vibe and the the excitement about the record be bigger than the record itself and it's 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 just maybe maybe it's one of those things that it should have never come out you know well yeah i mean you know and i wow. also said we waited 13 years for for that 
I mean, you know, I think I think you just even waiting, you know, half that time, you know, the expectations were just of yeah. everybody. I think probably you know went through the roof. You know, of course, of course, and uh, you know, I I wasn't holding my breath thirteen years, but <laughs> you know, I'm. Ooh, what does that mean? He uh, never he well, never liked their music. Well, do you remember they you know they toured together, and that's where James James caught on fire do you remember this this yeah. was in montreal or i uh-huh. think it was in montreal and then guns and roses could have you know they were headlining that particular night they could have came out and saved the day gone on early they went on super late after yeah. that mm. and the people rioted this wasn't yeah. i think maybe a year after the the riverport ride here in town 91 so it ha- happened in 92 I, I don't think there's there was any love loss at the time yeah. between members of Metallica and Guns N' Roses. You think it's that more so than not not respecting the music? No, no, it's totally because of that. Yeah. I recognize Guns N' Roses as a very important American part of uh, you know rock history. Mm-hmm. Their 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 first album for sure. I mean, they had a vibe. They had yep. a big vibe. Yeah, big time. Now, what if you what if you ran into Axel somewhere? Are you guys cordial? Would it be cordial? What's it like? Yeah, yeah, we ran into each other what, two summers ago, I think, in Germany. Uh, they were playing the same festival as us. It was on a different day, oh. but I had gone down to see them. Oh, and yeah. Oh, right on. Okay, yeah, no problem. All right, well, James, we're. Li- oh, what did he say? Oh wait, no. Yeah, I'm not I wish you would have gone. In. I should have. I should have pressed him on that, but you know. Yeah, it's hard. Who you knows know. if yeah. he would have even remembered what they talked about? Yeah. You know. Looking forward to the seventeenth, man. Uh, that's just an example there of how I wanted to right, jump in right. and, and jump in and, and you'll and do ask. that. You'll yeah. do that with my interviews too. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. If, if I we have, ever no, if we I'm... ever use one again. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a big deal when Metallica goes out. And oh, and by the way, I've I've also had people uh, listeners call me up and say, "Hey, that commercial that James and Lars did are they are they trying to be funny? You know the the, the do you know what I'm talking about the the commercial you got? Right. So anyway, I I, I don't remember. I, I couldn't remember exactly what this part was, but I think he explains it kind of okay. here. If they say. If they ask the question, are they trying to be funny, it's not working for them. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I, I love it. I'm, and, and people are listening right now going, well, I don't know what he's talking about. It's like when you say, hey, Metallica's going out, and we can't wait to get to. And then there's a pause, right. and then the announcer comes on and says, your city. I mean, I think yeah. the whole thing was pretty Our damn funny. Our favorite fun. city, St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely meant to be hilarious. So <laughs> if it didn't work, then oh well. <laughs> All right. Hopefully that's not going to stop you from coming down and watching Metallica kick your exactly and uh james we can't wait man it's gonna be uh it's gonna be great to see you back in the round and and just in a building and just uh the the record is so good yeah oh i know what i wanted to ask you all the songs are so long on death magnetic what were Mm -hmm. rehearsals like uh to you know to learn this new material i mean is that that must be painstaking i would think what's what's rehearsal (laughs) (laughs) we rehearse them on stage no it's uh you know what the songs are what they are they're they when you're playing them well when we're playing them they don't feel long really they don't sound long it just feels like the next right thing you know this riff needs to go here now and this vocal part needs to come up so it's not it's not tough at all but you know rehearsals are obviously longer and the you know if we're gonna play like we do, we play at least four or five new songs live. Uh, right. You know the show might get longer, so 
be uh, be aware. If you're going to have Mama pick you up, tell her <laughs> 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 late. <laughs> yeah, because the set lists have looked great, man. I mean, I, I think you, you and Lars are really mixing it up good. So yeah, yeah, Lars is is pretty much the architect behind that. You know, I will interject here and there that well this rap's not going to work here or we have to change guitars here and how about these two songs don't fit together so well and blah blah but yeah we construct a set that's exciting and hopefully different every single night you know right. and this whole in the round man us being down we're about as low as we can go and really we've got the crowd about as close as we can have them and still you know set the stage on fire <laughs> um, you know, we, we we push the limits of uh Pyro. Uh, they call danger, and we call excitement. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, we'll see you in a couple weeks. And uh, uh, just congratulations on a great rock history, dude. And, and uh, we'll see you in just a couple weeks. Well, we appreciate it and appreciate your support there. Okay, All right, no. James, that was great, man. Hold well on. Thank you. Hey, would you stop? Do- no, just oh, let it roll. So I think he records roll? liners for me here. Oh, what? Sure. Just, this is James Hatfield, Metal Baba on KC95, Real Rock Radio. So it is K. She. K. K. She. Mm-hmm. And the letters or the numbers? Uh, just K. She ninety five. Ninety five. Real okay. Rock Radio. Do you know where he was calling from? Did you say earlier? Uh, I didn't. I th- I have a feeling he was calling from his home. Hmm. I don't know. Very good. All right. Hey, freaks and friends. This is James from Talica on K. She ninety five. Real Rock. <laughs> right on. Real. Thank rock. you. Thanks, guy. All right. See you in a few weeks. All right, bye. All right, bro. That's it. That's it. So I have to tell you, so one other, I don't know how many times I've seen Metallica, but they were also at what was Scott Trade. It was probably called Savas Center back when Jason Newstead was the bass player. And I'll never forget being in a uh, uh, backstage room with him, interviewing him on mini-disc. And we've talked about the pratfalls of our mini-disc player that, if you pause it and then restart it or stop it, it goes back to the beginning. Well, this time I forgot to hit record. Yeah. And we were about two oh. minutes, two minutes into the interview. Okay. He and I, he looked down and he saw that the bar, you know, the, the LED lights weren't moving. Oh, really? And he's like, dude, I think, I don't think you're recording. And I looked down and I was like, I'm not. And I felt like such oh. an idiot. I was like, he goes, let's just start over. I was like, really? Wow. And he was like, yeah, let's just start over. And yeah. we did. Yeah. You know, and I, I've got that interview somewhere. And that it was just guy. like, it was the gr- it was the coolest thing. How, how do you not love that guy? Yeah. I mean, he, he was a good guy. Just so smart. and Jason and, Newstead, this was. The bass oh, that player. was Jason. Yeah, okay. this was well, Jason. Yeah. Well, that's cool, too. Yeah, yeah, he was very cool. And then, you know, Kirk, I interviewed at the Dome once. And then I, I interviewed him at Bush Stadium before the, uh, the last time they were here a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Kirk he, Hammett. Kirk yeah. Hammett. Yeah, he's kind of... Uh, I would say Kirk has uh, led the life pretty much and maybe yeah. still does because he was just kind of out there a little bit, mm-hmm. especially this last time. Mm. Uh, but I took my son to see Metallica at Bush Stadium. I was like, yeah. every every kid needs to see Metallica. Yeah. Although you know, I tell you, that, that was the loudest show I've ever been it to. Was. I, I couldn't take it. I had to take cover, man. The pyro was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And it rained yeah. And, yeah, and, and it was, and great, it was man, uh, so damn it was loud. A show. But how do you not love that guy? James I mean, Hetfield. What you heard right there from that fellow right there. Just yeah. so, That's so, James from Metallica. I, know. I mean, he doesn't need to uh, be as no. warm and cordial as, as he, he sounds. Yeah. You know, I can imagine, you know, if we had him in the studio or something like that, he'd be the same way. Yeah, yeah. But on the phone, just it was neat. Yeah. Likeable yeah. dude, no doubt about it. Yep. Great interview from Thank us. you. Excellent Mr. stuff Hewlett. there. And uh, 
Um, we'll do another one next week. Uh, this yep. is number 22, wrapping up. Thanks for listening. If you did, I'm John Hewlett. You can follow me on Twitter, at STLUman, and on Instagram, Johnny Hewlett. Favaz, Instagram, and Twitter, Casey Guy, Facebook, Casey 95 Favaz. Adios, my friend. Man, you're going to hell. Yeah. See you there. <laughs> what? <laughs> The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.